This is the Shift Podcast. Derek Chapman, welcome. Welcome to the show. We're hanging out all night. We're having a lot of fun. We're going to get to Ryan Recker in just a sec. And in the next hour, we're going to have the great pineapple debate. I have a pen. I have an apple. Oh, God. Uh, apple pen. I have a pen. I have pineapple. Uh, pineapple pen. Apple pen. Pineapple pen. Pen pineapple apple pen. Yeah, that's the next. That's next hour. The great uh, pineapple debate. Yeah, got a text uh, at eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety. Your enthusiasm was overwhelming, Matt. A slice of fresh pineapple grilled as a condiment with red onion on a homemade burger. Delish. Now hold on. as a condiment. Can like, isn't a condiment like ketchup or relish? Are are grilled pineapples a condiment? I don't know. Is that a thing? I feel like ketchup and mustard are like real condiments. Condiment, grilled, pineapple condiment? Is that legit? Text me back. Tell me me what's going on. Yeah, is it? A condiment is a spice, sauce, or preparation that is added to food after cooking it to impart at a specific flavor. So wow. yeah, you could you could argue that. Interesting. Okay, thank you. Awesome. I was having the debate of uh, of uh, whether garlic is a spice or not because it's a vegetable, and when it becomes a spice, when is that? Nobody knows. So let's connect with Ryan Recker. See what happens with this. Let's say hello to America as America says hello to Canada. Connecting the shift and Ryan Recker from Overnight America via KMOX, the voice of St. Louis. Then these two radio stations coming together. It just seems to work that way. Yeah. Oh, all right, let's take a listen. Let's see if Eric's there. Hey, he might be coming in. Hey, buddy. Eric, how are you? Oh, Ryan, I'm doing well. And right off the top, I just want to thank America for the vaccines. Thank you very much for thinking about <laughs> us. You friendly neighbors, you we love you lots. Wait, how many vaccines did you guys end up getting? Do you I, know the I, number? I, I think it was uh, up to 1.5 million, possibly. 2.5 million was going to oh. Mexico and 1.5 up to your friendly neighbors in the north. So thank you. Right. Thank you. So how are you planning on using it? Do you have a distribution? Do you know what cities are getting them? Jeez, oh, no. In our province, it's confusing. we don't know yet. We just we're we're the only province in, so the, that that didn't have the the yeah. London drugs giving it to people. So, anyways, anyways, please go yeah. ahead, Ryan. What were you asking? I was going to say because a lot of the individual states have had a hard time making sure it's getting uh, divvied out correctly. So, large populations like St. Louis may not be getting the right number, and some small populations in the middle rural areas may be getting too many, and that's oh. one of the challenges we faced. Not only here in Missouri, but a lot of states across the United States. But you got a whole different problem. You're just trying to get your hands on them. (laughs) Yes, that is. And, you know, you know, yeah, I'm learning. I thought it would just be as simple as, hey, mail the vaccines out and get them into arms. But it it is incredibly more difficult than that. I'm silly to think it would have been that simple. But, yeah, we are we are having we're, we're getting we're getting up to speed. We're slowly getting there in the province of B.C. I know there's around 400,000 vaccinations in that province alone. Across Canada, I'm not mm-hmm. sure on the total yet, but we're slowly but surely getting there. So are are they guiding Canadians to continue to wear masks after they're vaccinated? You betcha. Yeah, um, the protocols stay the same. There's, there, there's different talks about the time limits after, but uh, yeah, um, uh, masks, social distancing, um, 
minimal contacts with people. Everything will stay the same for at least a month, I'm hearing, before we start seeing easing of restrictions when it comes to that. Because we did have some, there were some care homes up in Canada that had the whole place vaccinated, all the people that were in the care home living there and the care workers, and there was an outbreak. And so we're still keeping those precautions in place for those reasons. Yeah, I'm hoping that the guidance was not coming from New York State and Governor Cuomo's uh, restrictions when it came to nursing homes. He's done just a terrible job there. And that's still national news here in the United States. But nonetheless, Yeah. yeah, trying to find the distribution and then who can distribute it. So we even have nursing students and uh, basically, you don't have to be a doctor. You don't have to be a certified nurse. You could just be in school going through the program and really? they'll allow you to go out there and administer these shots. They want to make sure they have enough staff on hand for it. Oh, that's fantastic. That's a great idea. I know places in Canada are doing that. Some provinces are just ke- catching up. I know we're experiencing, I wonder if you're experiencing this like we are down there or uh, up here, down there, whatever I'm saying. Uh, vaccine envy, Ryan. <laughs> Is, is that a thing? Are, 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 we're, we're experiencing that up here where, where people will be jealous or, or I guess that jealous isn't the word I want to use because people are just concerned for their loved ones. So they're, they're concerned that they're not getting the vaccine when they should and someone else is getting it before them. Is, is there a lot going on down there of that vaccine MD? Yeah, I think the priorities are off, and that what is throwing some people off. So if you right. have a parent that's an elderly parent that's sitting there waiting to get this vaccine, they should take high priority because they're part of a vulnerable population. But then you look around and you're like, all right, here's uh, Susie Joe, who's, you know, 40, has no no other issues. Why is she getting the vaccine before my elderly parent. Mm-hmm. That's what the part of the problem, because people go on social media and they post the little card online. Oh, look, I got my first vaccine and they're young and healthy. And they say, why in the world are they getting the vaccine ahead of my parent? Yeah. So less of a less of a jealousy thing, like, oh, it's like an exclusive thing, like they stood in line and got the new iPhone or right, whatever. Right. It's less of that, and it's more of, well, why in the world are they excluding someone I love that really should be getting it first? Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a story about, uh, of course, you guys know about uh, TMX, the, the Trans Mountain Pipeline. You probably heard of that news. Uh, people are up in arms because the workers on that are getting vaccination priority, a bunch of ahead of people that even have cancer and things like that. But and the reason is, is because that there's zero compliance with masks and social distancing in that, in that industry. So that's the reason they're doing it. But like you said, the confusion on not knowing and the information, it's important to this. And, and if you don't have it, then yeah, it's easy to get caught up in, in all that. Yeah, and stuff. Some people will drive hours yeah. to get this thing. So they'll yeah. go a few hours just to get a reservation in another county somewhere else just so they can get it done. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I you know, I don't feel like I'm much in a rush. I'm yeah. younger and I'm healthy and I'm still working from home. I don't feel like I need to go out there and, you know, take a spot from someone else when I'm still able to socially isolate myself. And it, that doesn't bother me. So I can wait. I can wait. Yeah. Uh, yeah I don't too. feel like I need to take it from grandma. Me neither. No, gosh, no. I lost my, my Oma uh, passed from she was a long hauler with COVID and she lost her life in December just before Christmas. So, yeah, no, no, I get that. And I don't want anybody to go through that. And, and I'm actually starting to see it pop up on the dating apps, Ryan, on Tinder and things. It's. And again, I, it, I comes to the question, but it says vaccinated on there and they're very young ladies. So I, I do wonder about that and what is happening. But again, we're all going to get one. So we just need to be patient. You said Tinder, yeah. the dating yes. app thing. Yes. Yes. That's, oh boy. It's, <laughs> I know I've never, I, 
I don't want to be on it, Ryan, but I am. And I don't like it. And this is my first experience with it because I was engaged for a long time and I was a, I had a long time partner of 10 and five years respectively. And yeah, it's weird. But yeah, it's starting to pop up that in fish tinder where the person's holding a fish and it'll say they've been vaccinated, which is which is interesting, which is so nice. it opens what, things up. What does that do for you? Like do, when you see that, does that mean anything to you personally? Yeah. It does. I swipe right on them because I am, I've been, <laughs> I've been, I've been lonely, Ryan, for the year. And I, any, any attempt or opportunity for me to interact with the, uh, the fair sex, I am going to jump all over, literally. So, so I, you I'm, see, I'm into this it. This app, you're going to have to remind me. So swiping right yes. is good, right? You, yes. That means you want to match with that person. So yes. if you were to look at a profile and say, this is a perfect, person for me it checks off everything i'm looking for but uh doesn't say vaccinated better swipe left that would be something you would do well just no, without seeing that vaccinated i'm sign. i'm still gonna swipe right i'm still gonna take a chance on love i always will it's i'm i'm, I'm open to it and yeah it's just it just gives you a little it, it, it gets you more excited for that actual connection that could happen when you see the vaccine i guess that's what yeah. it is i'm still gonna swipe right uh, so what's your ratio of right to left swiping <laughs> Because I, I really don't know how to use these apps. I, I uh, don't ever plan on downloading them. Yeah. So I, I learn from others that use it. So what's like the ratio? Oh, okay. I, I'm trying this new thing because I really don't know. I'm just learning. I, <laughs> I just swipe right on everybody, Ryan. Every single person. That's that, all you that do. Swipe right, and then you, I find you you connect better, and you get, you get your name out there more. But then you run into sometimes there'll be a a gentleman that will say he's female, and y'all swipe right on a on a on a gentleman. I'm like, um, sir, no, I, so you're not supposed to be in so here. So they try to sneak in there. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. What's your time on the smartphone? Are you using it no. during commercial breaks? No. Are you using it just for bathroom breaks? Are you using it just at home? What's what's the usage there? Pretty much just at home. I don't bring my uh, phone in the studio with me at all. I, I I use it sparingly. Oh. I, 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 I want to get a flip phone, dude. I'm, my next phone is going to be old school flip phone. I hate the smartphone. I hate having it. I forgot it two weeks so ago. with you. Two days, uh, a couple weeks ago, I forgot it for two days, and they were the most free days I had in a long time, Ryan. It was wonderful. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah I think that sounds like a dream, yeah. and you're right about that. Back in the day when whatever mobile carrier you had – you were able to upgrade to a flip phone for free mm -hmm. in between your contracts. You'd re-up with them or whatever. Those were the days, the free phones that would come in. That was back when you were charged per text message. Yes. You had like oh, 300 text messages a month or whatever the <laughs> number would be. Those were the days. That's Things were so it. much simpler then. I yeah. love those days. But the, it was the when you had to hit... Um, one three times to get a C though that was annoying and you saw some people I've seen some people text with the with the digit text not even looking and they'll be like uh, three 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 to get whatever it, it, it's quite fascinating to see them do it but yeah I, I, I want to take a step back and get off the smart stuff and just have a cell phone and go back to to using it for calling and not even sending texts and things like that because even during COVID I'm finding you know I want to call people more I want that connection so I want to continue that after this and sort of thing as well. Yeah. And you were telling me that it's a possibility that more people may be forced into this because of this computer chip shortage, which may make it more difficult to get a new phone if you break yours or whatever, because the, the, the limited availability of these chips have really freaked a lot of technology companies out. There we go. Sorry, my mic was uh, messing around there. Yeah, this is, yeah, I couldn't believe this. The, the, the problem was a delay in supplies. 
that shut the factory down because of coronavirus. But yeah, even now that uh, production's back to normal, this surge is is incredible. And, and yeah, that's funny. I was thinking about that when I sent that to you, Ryan. I was wondering if how many people could survive a day. Well, I guess with not even just their phone, if it's a, it's a computer chip, it's in what doesn't have a computer chip in it now. So it, it kind of really affects everything. Oh, yeah. And this is the time where everyone's buying this junk because they just got another COVID check from the government <laughs> and they may have got multiple ones, depending on how many kids they got in the household. So they're thinking to themselves, oh, I could really use a new phone. They're looking at their phone and there's about, you know, 12 cracks in the thing. Mm-hmm. And they'll, every time they run their finger over it, it feels like it's, you know, the razor blade because it's so chopped up on there. <laughs> you sound like and you have experience. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I finally, for the very first time in my life, broke a phone, and I've been using my old broken phone because I just it still works. So I'm not planning on buying a new one. But when I hear stories like this, all of a sudden you get back into that survival mode when the toilet paper was scarce, and you think right. maybe I should buy a phone right now because <laughs> I can. And I don't know if I'll be able to in the future. And I think no, no, I don't stop actually it. need this phone. Right. Yeah, stop it. I'll spend seven, eight hundred dollars, a thousand dollars on a phone. No oh, thanks. Jeez, right. <laughs> Man, that's funny. Yeah, that's so true. But yeah, everyone's uh, using their uh, phones. I was going to say the March Madness thing. Uh, I don't even know if Canada cares about it. It's, I don't even know if there's any uh, teams from Canada. It's all United States college teams, right? I think I yeah. I want to say there is one Canadian NC. Is it is sorry? I'm, is it NCAA? Yeah, yeah. Yep, I yep. think there is. Uh, one school in Canada that does play in the NCAA It's either out West. I think it's in uh, Victoria. I can't be sure, but yeah, mm. yeah, I'm not a, I know nothing of this. And so all, all I hear ever hear about really up here is the stories about um, how the players make a lot, make the, the colleges a lot of money and, and don't get paid for any of the basketball they play. That's all I really know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So when you walk in some place, like let's say you're, you're going to go pick up food, over the weekend yeah. and you walk into that place and you look up and the TV is, is it showing basketball games in Canada? Yes. Yes. There's, there, oh, there okay. is, there is, a, uh, there's going to be one in, in the pub or, or in the spot that at least one that does have the game on. Yes. Okay. So, so that's so going to be pretty popular at least enough yeah. to watch it on TV. Yeah. People can really get into it and the local teams here. It's, a, it's fun to root for your local team. A lot of times people take time off around this because they love to watch one game after another in college sports particularly basketball is a lot of fun to watch because I mean, the players put everything into it Mm -hmm. a lot more fun to watch than the professionals in some ways. So I think a lot of people like it and they like the idea that a lot of these lower ranked teams have the ability to beat these high ranked teams, the ones that are full of all this talent that'll be drafted into the NBA. And it really means anyone could win. It's exciting that way. Um, Is I always hear that uh, baseball is America's sport. Is that true? Or is it, would it be more of a, of a, of a basketball or a football thing nowadays? Or is it still the same? You know, um, it's, it's different with football and basketball because a football season, you have, I don't know, 16 games or whatever, but baseball, 160 some games. So right. I know that they've been changing the number based on COVID or whatever, but so you get a lot more people attending games because there's a lot more baseball games and it lasts longer, which is great. Mm-hmm. But if you were to just take one singular event, ratings wise, more people watch the NFL. It is like okay. a powerhouse when it comes to when it comes to that. However, over the season, baseball is it. I mean, you gotta love baseball. Okay. And it makes it a lot easier to go to games and watch it and listen to it. 
it's a lot more fun to listen to a baseball game on the radio than it is to listen to a football game. Yeah, so I will agree with that. And and, and, and it's different, like basketball and football down there. It's it's really intense. Like you can follow a kid's career from even high school. Basketball is popular to watch in the small towns, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's local. Uh, basketball players that went through the high schools here in St. Louis that become stars in the NBA. It's so cool. And that's the thing. My wife gets tired of this. So when you, <laughs> like when I come here, I learn about all these famous people that came from St. Louis and they're doing all these things. Yeah. If I see an actor in a TV show or a commercial or someone that's playing, I'll say, Hey, honey, see that guy right there? Guess where he grew up? She's like, every time you ask me that, the answer is always St. Louis. So she knows the game by now. I, that you got to do that for your local I snorted. like providences, right? Like anytime you have someone local that does something cool, you have to point that out, right? Oh, absolutely. It's mostly curlers with us, but yeah, no, the the <laughs> and it's it's actually a, a almost maybe a, a a bigger deal here because we don't have as many big sports stars. I think we got great athletes here. Don't get me wrong, but the stars that are down there are not as big. So, so yeah, yeah. It's well, Canadian uh, hockey players, of course, and well, coaches, you, you guys will live and die by the coaches of teams, but hold That's on. True. How many curlers can you name? Schmurler. Schmurler, the curler, Schmurler, the curler. The yeah. Only one I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's curling star. Google Schmurler, the curler, and you'll get, you'll go down the rabbit hole. I promise. Ryan, I got to run. It was a blast talking to you as always, my friend. Oh, uh, Eric, thank you. Have a great week. You too. All the best. Schmurler the curler. This is the Shift Podcast. Speaking of pineapples, why are they gross? Somebody explain it to me. I just jumped into my car uh, to go to work. Surprise, Eric's on the radio. Love your voice and your Ericness. Thank you. Is that a thing? I hope so. Ericness. Um, Rob says, I really enjoy pineapple. I'm going to try barbecuing it this summer. Why don't you just throw a leaf on there and cook that and eat that probably tastes better um another text from the person that was excited about the ericness as much as i like you i love pineapples more well you can just go eat a pineapple then how about that how about that probably a good thing uh someone else texted ham and pineapple pizza delish don't forget the feta cheese john from smoky lake alberta have a great show wait a sec feta cheese on your ham and pineapple pizza interesting yeah i'm not knocking it try that yeah what was I? I was having um, roasted red pepper, Brooklyn pepperoni, and feta cheese on my pizza the other day when I ordered. It was delightful. Sean from Cloverdale. Hi, Eric. Hey. And uh, listen, man, is that how you eat the pineapple? It's, it's where you eat it, actually. And also, you, you know, pineapple also called ananas. Yeah. Um, the, where you eat it is around the lake or at the beach. Because you have some mystery fruit and the rotten. It runs down on your, your chin and then your the shirt and the sticky. Yeah. yeah. Then once you get done with it, you just go take a dip. Yeah. Yeah. No. I still. No. No. And it's dirty. See, so you made my point too. I can't. You you can't eat it without getting it everywhere. So that's other something else that's yeah, frustrating. That's yeah. It's just too messy. Right on, Sean. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Sean. His your signal was a little bit um, choppy there. Sorry if you can understand. But that's something that makes me every. Other language calls it ananas, 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 but we call it pineapple in English. It's weird. Why do you like pineapples, Ryan? Why are they good? Give me one good thing about them. Well, remember, I'm I, I like to consider myself a neutral party in this. Okay, you know, right? Pineapple good. Pineapple also bad. <laughs> I enjoy 
that pineapple has a very unique taste. There are no fruits that I can say tastes like pineapple. You know, like if you're going to eat it, you know what you're going to get. Unfortunately, I just don't love the taste enough to seek it. And I know I remember the first time I went to a uh, Brazilian steakhouse. The dessert was barbecued pineapple with um, like maple syrup over it. And my brother and my dad lost their minds over this. And I, that sounds amazing. I take a bite. Yeah. No, yeah. I, it, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, but I can do tiny slices of pineapple on a pizza. So you see, that's where I don't like it. There's inconsistency in it. I'm a raspberry guy. They all taste the same. They got a nice, they're sweet. They're, they're edible. Bitter. You can just pop it in your mouth. You can edible. catch them. Yeah. Yeah. Breakfast, yeah. they're good in beer, really good in really beer. Good in See, beer, so yeah. I, 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 I'm a raspberry guy. That's where oh, I'm at. Yeah, and you can't put raspberries on pizza. Well, I don't know. Maybe you could. Uh, no, no, that's almost as bad as uh, the Matt. What was that pizza we took? Oh, the Fruit Loop pizza. Yeah, yeah. No. no. How dare you? That's blasphemous. Fruit Loops know, on a pizza? Right? Eh? I'd rather yeah, eat a with, pineapple uh, with sour cream instead of uh, pizza sauce. It was a nightmare. I've got a text at 877-399-9890. Pineapple, schmineapple, a talk show with nothing to talk about. L-O-L. Dawn from the Chuck. P.S. You think you're Jerry Seinfeld? Must be a voice to text or something like that. Right, or, yeah. Or, or an autocorrect or something What's like with voice to text? No, I just don't <laughs> get it. See, Dawn, this is what happens. See what you do, Dawn from the Chuck? <laughs> when you say it and you make the fun? Oh, we have stuff to talk yeah. about. We have stuff to talk about, Don. We do, Don. And if you don't like pineapple, you're not going to like the next 10 minutes. <laughs> That's right. Jim in Calgary. How you doing? Hi. Hi. Uh, I, I used to uh, not like pineapple, but uh, when I went to Hawaii, mm-hmm. they, they instructed me on how to uh, make it taste good. And what you do is you slice the pineapple. And you sprinkle, you take a salt shaker and sprinkle salt on it. Don't, I never soaked it in salt water, but mm-hmm. sprinkle salt on it and then cover it up for about a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's as sweet as anything. And it's, it, and it's, it's better with the sweetness. It's sweeter. It's better sweeter, eh? It, yeah. It takes, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's, try it. You got to try it because it's, it, it just makes it so sweet. Huh. It's just amazing what the salt does, you know. Do you do you do you put the pineapple on other things like your pork and stuff like that, or you just eat it with the salt in the in the in the raw? Oh no, no, yeah. I uh, you know I, yeah. I don't really cook. Uh, the only time I, I like to eat it raw, like you know, like like an apple or like any kind of fruit, I yeah. like to eat it like that. But yeah. if you want to cook it, sure you can, because when you, when the sweetness is in there, you can cook it with the pork and whatever makes yeah. like sweet and sour or whatever. Yeah, and it's it really is good. Jim, that's the second time someone suggested salt. Thank you. I will try it. Thank you for calling. Yeah, do it. Okay. Um, because, you know, when you, if you don't have it, uh, if you don't put the salt on it, it kind of tastes uh, sour, you know, yeah. a soury taste. But that's, that's kind of problem, my problem, too, Jim. I, don't, I just want to, I just, like, like Ryan, he's a raspberry. I can just eat the raspberry. I don't have to, I don't have to salt it. I don't, I don't like having to do stuff to my fruit. I just want to eat it. Yeah, but this enhances the flavor. All right, Jim, I'll try it. It enhances the flavor. Okay, all right. I'll try and it. And it's worth the time and doing it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Trust me. Okay, Jim, thanks for calling. Okay, <laughs> okay bye-bye. Bye-bye. Catherine in Surrey, what up? 
That was a good one. <laughs> no, years ago, I started juicing pineapples, but when they're ripe. And when you juice them, and they're whipped around in there, because I used to have an old Omega juicer, mm-hmm. and that thing would whip it, and it would come out like an orange Julius, and it was so wonderful. Oh. Oh. You know... I think I actually had some... No, it was gross. Yeah, no, no. I'm not doing that, Catherine. That sounds gross. Why? Because <laughs> it's got a pineapple in it. It's right. It's sweet. Ooh, see, yeah. Ooh, is it... Do you, you got to salt it, though, and stuff? It's just... No. It's, it's so much work. You buy them. Buy them right. Buy... They're cheaper, too. <laughs> They're in the bin where the stuff are going. Oh, are they really? Yeah. I like my my bananas really ripe. I like them like brown, like super brown. Yeah, so buy them right. Okay. All right. All right, Catherine. All right. And I'm not salting my pineapple. Thank you. Okay, party. Okay, party. Genviev in Surrey. Oh, you're a nutritionist, Genviev. Do you hate pineapples too? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. And I love pineapple. Oh, it's too bad. Are they good for you? Are they super? Are like? Are they like a superfood? Um, they're extremely good for men. Oh, why? Why men uh, in particular? Sex, uh, well, uh, I don't know if I can say that on air, but um, what I will say is they're loaded in bromelain and um, enzymes. Uh, so if you're a big steak eater or a protein pork eater. Um, they will break down. What I say is desert the dessert before you eat your, eat your proteins and your carbs and, and, um, have the pineapple afterwards and it'll break down all of the proteins and they're loaded in enzymes and loaded in antioxidants. And loaded in, um, uh, well, for men. <laughs> Sexual. You, you, there you go. You can say, I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm it's not going to go there. It's good I'm not going to go there. It's good for but the... I've been trying to get on, the, on, on this conversation for a week now. Really? It's good for the libido, yes. basically, is what you're saying. Absolutely. I see. Okay. I did not know that. And yeah, really, so if, um, if you don't like pineapple, too bad for the men that don't like pineapple. Wait, that's it's me. It's extremely good for you. Wow. Well, thanks for finally getting us through getting through, and giving us all that great information, nice. GenVF. Yeah, that Thank was awesome. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks Thank for calling. So yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Yeah, have a good night. You as well. Okay, bye-bye. Bro, is that why it's good for men? Because it's bromelain? Get it? <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, come, oh, come on, no, guys. No, no, Eric. Come on. Eric, you mistake that sound for pain. It is pain, but it is followed by pure joy. That was fantastic. And I have to say, yeah. I'm buying pineapple tomorrow. I'm curious. I'm curious because I'm actually making some nice big pork tacos tomorrow, like a big, Ooh. you know, meaty dinner. So I'm going to see if it, you know, all kind of flows a bit better if I have some pineapple. Yeah. Even if I don't like the taste, just to see if I feel a little bit better after eating it. You I'm know curious. what? I'm going to I'm going to try the salt thing. I'm going to try that because we got two Leo, yeah. Leo and Jim. I think it was they called in two people and they said the salt thing. So you know what? I'll try the salt thing and see what happens. But I don't know if it's the sweetness that's going to affect because it still has the pineapple flavor. But I will try it. I'm like I'm not afraid of things. I will try new things. And yeah, it does open a whole new world. 
all kinds of foods. I got a text at 877-399-9898. Tequila-soaked grilled pineapple is freaking amazing oral experience. Derek, tequila-soaked pineapple. Does it, I want. Yeah, like that <laughs> I'm, I'm into. Any type of yucca, yucca flux or whatever you call it, I, I'm in. I'd rather soak myself in tequila. I'd just probably drink the tequila straight from the bottle and just bypass the pineapple. It's the Shift Podcast. Let's do some Are You Okays. Yeah, let's do it. Are you okay with GoFundMe pages? And you know what? No, I'm not. I've been annoyed with these for a very long time. Very long time. I also have some thoughts on this. I would say, in general, Mm -hmm. yes, some of them can do amazing things like Elijah Podskalny, the guy who biked from central Canada all the way to BC to raise awareness for the opioid crisis. We follow him followed him on his journey shift heads donated thousands of dollars to that charity and all the money has gone to an amazing cause so that's the kind of gofundme that can change people's lives but also there's really stupid ones that give really stupid people stupid amounts of money (laughs) (laughs) right so it's hard to filter it sometimes yes yeah i i feel like you know i and i'm with you there like there's there's ones that can help and on the other side of the spectrum it should be called go fund yourself yeah, I like that. <laughs> you know what got me uh, I, I, angry at the GoFundMe is, was, is music artists, like well, not main, super mainstream ones, but like well-established international musicians are like, hey, I'm going to put out an album. Here's my GoFundMe. Donate to my album so I can put up my... It's like, excuse me, what? I'm not going to fund your album. You pay for that yourself. You have a label. You go do that. And the silly things like... There's 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 this one guy that's been doing the same GoFundMe for like five or five or six times in a row, and it's just to get cash. He just rename words it to raise himself money so he can get more money. So I find that incredibly insulting, and I think we should just get rid of it altogether. No GoFundMe for anything. The creator of the viral GoFundMe campaign that raised more than a hundred thousand dollars is being sued by a California woman who shamed a barista online for seeking her to wear a mask inside a San Diego Starbucks. Matt Cohen created the campaign last summer after Amber, Amber Jills, a yoga yoga instructor, accused Starbucks barista Lennon of refusing her. This sounds like the plot of a, of Days of Our Lives. Matt Cohen created the campaign last summer after Amber Jills, a yoga instructor, accused Starbucks barista Lennon for refusing her service for not wearing a mask. Here's more from CBS LA. She then posted a photo of him on Facebook saying, meet Lennon from Starbucks who refused to serve me because I'm not wearing a mask. Next time I will wait for cops and bring a medical exemption. The post was shared publicly hundreds of thousands of times many comments in support of the barista. That's when Matt Cowan stepped in. I wanted to make a $10 tip donation. He made this GoFundMe so other people could tip the barista. It blew up. More than $100,000 was raised and it all went to Lennon. There is an invasion of privacy aspect here as well. And it's defamatory. And money was raised uh, by him. It's this GoFundMe that is the root of a new lawsuit. Amber's attorney, Michael Harrington, says they filed the suit against Matt and his company because he used her pictures to make a profit. Matt says he never involved his company, and she posted the photo publicly. Everything was done in a philanthropic sense, and I used publicly available information to populate my GoFundMe. The suit says Amber received death threats, with screenshots included. 
I don't see anything in her post that would warrant her being villainized and her life being threatened. Matt says he should not be penalized for the actions others take. The case could be thrown out under California's anti-strategic lawsuit against public participation law, according to Eric Goldman, associate dean for research and a professor at Santa Clara University School of Law. The state law is designed to prevent lawsuits that discourage speech about issues of public significance. And this is the problem with GoFundMe. So we always are going to have these. We're going to have these people doing this, th- this stuff that's annoying and getting in trouble. So we should just get rid of GoFundMe altogether. If you, if you want to give someone some money, call them up and be like, hey, what's, I'll, I'll e-transfer you this cash. If you need some money, I'll help you out. We can still help people, but just GoFundMe. It just seems to be used in nefarious ways. I don't like it. Not okay with it. Not okay with Go, uh, GoFundMe. Okay, let's do this one. Are you okay with DoorDash? I mean, yeah. I mean, should yeah. I? I'm okay with it. I like it better it's, than skip the dishes because the abbreviation of skip the dishes is STD. Oh, right. <laughs> that nice. You know what else DoorDash does? I think DoorDash charges less to local businesses than the other big two. Um, but the one thing I do like about DoorDash mm-hmm. is they're the only one that have Nando's, which is like oh. my favorite restaurant in the world. And when I moved into my new place, downtown Calgary, yeah. when I opened up that app for the first time and saw that I could deliver Nando's to my house anytime, I wanted to marry the CEO of DoorDash. It was an amazing day. You really love Nando's that much. I love Nando's. Per- every time I go, the waiters will ask, how is it? And every time I have said, magical. <laughs> every time. You're like, I love it. You should you should do a commercial for Nando's like that GIF com- uh, GIF commercial was like it's like the be- best time the first time every time. Is it the peri peri yeah. sauce that's really good from Nando's? Well, it's good. It's that I've never had dry t- chicken. It's always perfectly cooked, and the the spices are always good. And uh, I'm mm. gonna go on a tangent here. It's okay. perfect, and DoorDash gives me what I need. So that <laughs> that's why I love. That's why I'm okay with DoorDash. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. wow. And he's not on the take either. No, I was going to say, this isn't spo- This hour is not sponsored by DoorDash and or Nando's Chicken. It is now, I'll tell you that. It was sponsored by Pineapples, but, <laughs> but then we were done with that. I would sell my soul for free Nando's. Oh, whoa. Is it? It's just the juicy chick. You just love juicy chicken. Do you try and make your yep. own juicy chicken at home? I've tried. I just can't. I just can't I, do it. You can't replicate it. Yeah, yeah. and that's why DoorDash delivers it for me. Wait, what's the? <laughs> what do you think the secret is to their juicy chicken? Time. Like they slow. Love. <laughs> they kiss every <laughs> single every chicken breast. Something, man. <laughs> but yeah, back to the DoorDash and the um, yeah, the paying of the restaurants. Like that was a big issue. What didn't they get in a, a lot? Well, they didn't get in trouble, but they got yelled at by a lot of people. I mean, all of these deliver Uber Eats, skip the dishes because they sure they give maybe give more, but do they give enough to the to the local Definitely spot? Not you enough. know. And most what they should do, if you can do this, if you have a restaurant in your community that you love and you're using for Skip, check their website and see if they have their own delivery driver and they have their own delivery services because then all of the money goes to them and you're probably going to end up paying the same amount, maybe a tiny bit more. But when I worked in a restaurant, we had skipped the dishes. I got excited. I'm like, man, our numbers are going up. But the owner says, I'm making pennies on these orders because of the amount of stuff I have to pay them. It's, 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 on there on the delivery end, like for Skip and DoorDash, it's a brilliant business model. Yeah. But I don't know, people. I don't know how much and longer people are going to put up with it. Yeah, and the tip too. The trip you, you don't get tipped in the kitchen either. For do you? It all goes to the driver. 
Is that a big deal or does that matter? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, not yeah, really. It depends no. on your restaurant, but no, I mean, yeah, the servers are losing tips, but the, uh, at least the good thing about all of these is that no matter what, if you tip, all of that tip goes to the driver. It doesn't go to them at all. Hmm. I mean, that's okay too, because these, these drivers aren't making bank. What do you make it? Do you know what you, you're making on a door on a night for a DoorDash driver? No idea, but I know I that if you want to do it full time, you have to be driving for hours, like hours it, on end. You can make like, it work, but it's a lot. We're talking eight hour days, though, probably eight or ten, probably. Oh. I know we have uh, we have several uh, uh, shift heads who are delivery drivers yeah. who can probably attest to that. But uh, it, it depends. If you want to make a quick buck on a weekend and you want to fill your time, it's probably good. But as a full time job, I imagine is grueling, and you're putting. A lot of mileage on your car. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I see the the bikers on pedal bikes downtown sometimes, and I'm like, well, good for you. That's like you stay fit, but yeah, I, I almost did it once a couple years back because I needed a little extra dough to float around, and I thought about it, but man, it just seems like a lot of work and a lot of stress. The top deputy to Bucks County District Attorney Matthew Weintraub in Pennsylvania is being demoted for working as a DoorDash driver. We're out. What? Well, I'm the county clock? Well, he's on the county clock. Yeah, you can't do that. According to the county, First Assistant District Attorney Greg Shore, who is not resigning, has paid back the time he spent delivering the food app DoorDash with a crude vacation. Oh, this is nuts. No, this is not okay. Yeah, Jim and Jackie, the Bucks County DA called the actions of his second-in-command indefensible, thoughtless, and selfish. Now, Greg Shore is known for prosecuting big cases. The district attorney, Matt Weintraub, said that he demoted Shore after finding out that he was working a side job delivering food for DoorDash and did it while he was on county time. Weintraub said that he could have just fired Shore but decided not to after consulting with his leadership team, saying he believes in second chances. Bucks County confirmed to NBC10 this afternoon that Shore makes over $129,000 a year. And the Bucks County DA released this video statement a short time ago. I don't know why he did this. Only he has the answer. And I'll admit to you that I'm very angry and I'm, I'm upset. This shows a clear lack of leadership. And this is the reason for his demotion. Shore was a lead prosecutor for many of the county's highest profile cases in recent years. The county did not say why Shore is working a second job as a food delivery man. Whoa, what is up that you're making 120 a year and you got to be a DoorDash delivery driver? It's weird, eh? Like if What's he was on? if he was a lower clerk in a law office, yeah, that's yeah. one thing. But that much money, maybe he just got really bored and thought, "Hey, I got a little bit of downtime in between a case." Or maybe what if wow. this is what if he did this on purpose? He was really tired of working this job, so he says, "I don't want to get fired. I want to do something stupid, but not so stupid that I completely lose my job. So I'll just get demoted." And that's what they choose to do. <laughs> if that's the case, this guy is brilliant. This- that's a very specific strategy. Oh, wow, that is intense. You never know. It's intense, man. But wait, how bored would you like? Uh, if I'm in between, jo- I'm taking a nap. I'm not going to go work if I'm taking a making a hundred. That makes me think like, well, maybe he was delivering more than DoorDash. If you know what I'm saying, maybe he had a little like weed in the stash when he's delivering or something. Because I don't understand. Maybe I just don't make enough money to understand people with that have a lot of money. But that blows my mind. But I do understand the part where he's on the county clock. And I was going to say, you know, if he's not making a lot of money, then the boss should have just been like, let it slide. It's fine. You can double dip. But if he's making 120, sweet Lord above, that's like my salary for four years. 120 American, too. Oh. Like that's, that's a good salary. 
Wow. Man, I shouldn't have been a lawyer. What do you think he's doing with his money that he needs to make more? Maybe he got a divorce. That'll do mm. it. That'll do I don't it. Know. Maybe he's a couple kids that he needs to pay. Wow, I'm dying to know what that, that guy does. Holy jeez. All right, let's move on to this one. Are you okay with wax statues? They, I find that they look kind of messed up all the time. Like, they don't really tend to look a lot like... Mm-hmm. Like, realistic? Yeah. Madame Tussauds. The best ones are the fake ones. Or, the, like, the characters. Like, uh, the, the Wax Museum in Niagara Falls has, yeah. like, the statue of a xenomorph from Alien. And yeah. it looks lifelike from the movie. So those ones are good. But I agree with you, Matt. Yeah. It's, you can never quite get the face right, but Madame Tussauds is good. Yeah, it, they yeah, they're good. It looks like they they have anaphylaxis or something, and they're swollen up in the face a little bit. That that's a good point, man. And I, they creep me out a little too. Like not even during Halloween. Like just maybe because some of them are real, so realistic that I'm like, whoa, there's that's a person. Are you looking at me right now? Well, residents in San Antonio really don't like one specific statue. Okay, okay, I don't know who this is. Who do we think this is? Hmm. A wax figure of former President Donald Trump ah. has been temporarily Ooh. removed from Louis Tussaud. Is that Madame Tussauds? Am I saying that yeah. right? Is it Tussauds? Yeah. Yeah, Tussauds. Okay. Yeah, Tussaud. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wax work in Santa. There's a Tussauds in San Antonio. Is there a bunch of these around, Ryan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a chain. It's like the, oh, you know, it's like know, it's like the McDonald's of wax museums. <laughs> yeah. The only, the only difference is that in Texas, they have to like... I guess probably freeze them to keep from melting. <laughs> oh, that's actually an interesting point. I wonder if they do. Well, yeah. Do they strategically place Madame Tussauds in cooler climates yeah. for that reason? Yeah. I mean, this is complete conjecture, con- conjecture, by the way, but the whole museum is basically a meat locker. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. That's too cold. I don't want to wear a coat. I, 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 don't, I don't want that experience. Um, uh, Madame Tussauds wax work in San Antonio. Too many people were clawing and punching the figure. <laughs> Just leave it. It's fine. The statue was transferred into storage. It is unlikely the statue will return to the display floor until the new wax figure of President Biden is added into rotation, which is still under production, reports The Hill. The regional manager of Ripley Entertainment said, We've always had trouble with the presidential section because no matter what president it was, Bush, Obama, or Trump, they've all had people beat them. I wonder if people walked by Bush Jr. and threw shoes at it. Probably. That's what I would have done. The museum (laughs) museum told the Hill that Obama's wax figure had its ears ripped off six times while George W. Bush has his nose punched in. I don't, I mean, I mean, I understand, but like, it's not like, why would you ruin that that person's art? Like that's art. That's very rude to do to someone's art. Yeah, I agree. I I agree. That's, that's a lot of work. Yeah, it's tough. I, I think it's just a, you know, I guess there's everybody's walking through the museum, and there's no. always that one person that's like, "I know what I'll do. I'm gonna rip the ears off the statue. I'm gonna, you know, yeah. I'm gonna take this from the figure." And so it's always one wise ass in that's walking through the <clears throat> through the museum doing that. Multiply that by I figured it's one wise ass per day. Multiply that 365 <laughs> days. It's, it's surprising that any of the statues have any of their parts. Yeah, you know that's a good point. You make a good point. <laughs> But I mean, geez, I wonder how much work it puts. Like, it probably takes tens of hours to make one of those. And that's where I go first. I'm like, I don't care if it's, 
it could be the devil. And, and do, you don't wreck someone's art. Like that's just rude. You don't. You don't. You don't tag over someone's tag, and you don't. You don't. Like I want to punch Trump in the face. I never would, and I do not encourage that for anyone to do. Let alone a statue, because it's not really him. It's not really going to feel that good. Huh? Exactly. Sure. There's an app you can download where you can just do it digitally. You, you know, know what? Just like uh, you know, for anyone, I imagine. I, that, I actually that's an app idea that I had. I don't know if it's a real thing, but it was called Celebrity Punch Punch Out. I have two million dollar ideas. I'm going to share one with you now. Uh, a Celebrity Punch Out where you would load the person's face into your app, and then you'd shadow box, and as you shadow box, it like like it'd get a bruise on its eye and a bloody lip and and things like that. So yeah, that's what I should do. Wow, it's a brilliant idea. It's a million dollar app idea right there. That's awful. <laughs> I got a million dollar t-shirt idea, but I'm not going to share that one with you because it's just, it's too great. It's brilliant. I've been told by many people it's brilliant. Yeah. You won't believe it. Is it filthy? No, it's not. Tommy Tommy Hilfiger did it. It's a specialty clothing for people with amputated um, limbs. So, you know, if if someone has like a hat, um, their arm cut off at the elbow and it's it's custom fitted clothes for people that have, you know, um, lost limbs and things like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Right? Instead of they have to, instead of having to tie it, they can actually yeah. be perfectly fitted. You know, That's great. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, some, t- some t-shirts are f- like kind of just the 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 sleeve just kind of flaps in the wind, and, and you know it, it doesn't look that great. So yeah, it's it's it fit, and and the company would called would be called Amputees. This is the Shift Podcast. In case you missed it on the radio, here's bleep boop bleep bloop bloop the Donald. <laughs> ding. What? what was you got the ding? Oh, do we not have the ding because Shane's not here? Shane's got the ding. Oh. Shane has the ding. Okay, sorry, there's usually guys. a ding that goes after that. Well, if we've got uh, Walter. That's okay, though. we got Walter. Yeah, do do Walter. There we go. Ding. Okay, awesome. Uh, let's, uh, let's start this off here. Yeah. I have a question for both of you. Do you ever watch or do you do you pay attention to sports, Matt? I know you, you not so much. Eric, do you? No, I would rather watch paint dry. Okay, I'm, I'm a very casual sports fan. I like to play, but and 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 like surface level stuff. I I know surface level things. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So here's the thing: what you're about to hear, even if you don't like sports, the statistics and the insanity of what you're about to hear is interesting. I can guarantee you. And I'm just going to ask this question. What the heck is happening in the world of basketball right now? Oh yeah. To the Jets. Okay. This is this is watching people. My favorite sport is basketball. Okay. Okay. I love it. I'm terrible at it, but I love watching it. I like the the culture behind it. It's amazing. But we're not going to start in the NBA. We're going to do the NCAA. Now, if you were listening in the first hour of the show, Ryan Recker and Eric briefly chatted about the NCAA. This March Madness tournament might be one of the most ridiculous ever because of what has happened in the upsets and the amount of money that has been lost because of a couple of games. Over the weekend, Ohio State played a a team, the 15th seed, Oral Roberts, (laughs) which is just such a weird... Oral, O R A L Roberts, yeah, yeah, the Golden Eagles, fifteenth seed, and Oral Roberts won. Now, to put into context of how ridiculous this win is, okay, 
of the 14.7 million people who did tournament challenge brackets, which is when you did, uh, predict what you think this uh, the tournament will, you know, how it'll run, pick the winner, mm-hmm. all the matchups mm-hmm. of the 14.7 million tournament bracket challenges, because Oral State won that game, only 108 are still perfect. Wow. Only 108 people still have a chance to win all wow. the money. Wow. Okay. You you were right. You got me. That's yes. fascinating. Wow. But here's the thing. It's getting weirder because Oral Roberts. <laughs> Sorry. It's really funny. <laughs> this is the funny thing. Especially at this time so of night. Great. Okay. Oral Roberts. Okay. Yes. They pulled off an obs- another upset. They are now just the second number 15 seed in NCAA tournament history to advance to the round of 16 after an 81 to 78 victory over the Florida Gators Sunday night. Lewis for the tie. That's not there. Roberts, the 15 seed, the upset makers are history makers. And Oral Roberts is in the Sweet 16. Oral, my God. I know. Oral, yeah. It's just, uh, that's the sound I kind of imagine the people who bet against Oral, like when they see the buzzer, they just go, Oral. (laughs) That's what I imagine. Okay. So here's the thing. And the name, too. The name makes it, it's making this whole thing. I love it. Mm -hmm. Now, the team name are the Golden Eagles, but that's lame. I mean, it's actually a pretty cool sports name, but I'm going to keep calling them Oral Roberts. (laughs) Oral Roberts now joins Florida Gulf Coast. As the only number 15 seats to reach the round of 16 in tournament history. And there's been a lot of these tournaments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the whole, this like how, whole how, tournament has gone to crap. How long, like how many would you, like like hundred thousands? Uh, how many tournaments yeah. there have been? No, yeah. no. no um, okay. Let's, well, I don't know. Let's check. With the power of the internet, what was the first NCAA tournament? That's not what I wanted to spell. That's fine. Oh, I'm under pressure. Oh, it's fine. No one's listening. Anyways. 1939 was the okay. first basketball. So okay. there you go. Yeah. This is a long time. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, now yeah. this is, but there is some actually pretty crazy stuff. After Ohio lost, Ohio State forward EJ Liddell says he was the victim of death threats on social media. Oh. He was 20 years old. He is 24 years old. He uh, finished with the team high points of 23. He missed a free throw in the final seconds Ohio was number two seed, and that's how they lost to Oral. Okay, so he lo- he misses the free f- free throw oh, and man. got death threats. That's oh. how serious people take this tournament. Wow! Don't take sports that seriously, guys. No, Come on. yeah, this is ridiculous. Um, yeah, but uh, and uh, this is a great question here. Uh, somebody says, if you think Canadians are more interested in USA college basketball, there is this is a three billion dollar tournament whoa it's not just the united states there is obviously a bigger market for this in the united states than canada yeah no question but you can't ignore the statistics and the impact and this tournament is a great look at amazing sports if you want to watch quality athleticism watch this tournament uh it's amazing now now when you're saying like quality at like is I don't want to compare it to NBA, but would you say it's like, not like the NBA? It's not, but it like the There's quality no of the sport. Oh, okay, right. Oh, so it's, it's, it's it could pure. be better. It's it, you get a sense that the players are fighting for their chance to be pros. They and want the, the, to be only two percent yeah. of people who play in the NCAA tournament right. will be, go pro, which okay. is 
a really crazy statistic. Totally. But when you watch it, it's kind of, it's the same vibe that World Junior Hockey gives off. No oh, question. Okay. Yeah. It's a, if you enjoy World Junior Hockey for that purity, it's the same thing here. Unfortunately, hmm. the NCAA is a really, really corrupt, horrible organization that basically treats their players like slaves. Yeah. Uh, it's a whole thing. Uh, but ignoring how awful the NCAA is and how just amazing the tournament is, mm-hmm. this is what I live for. Now, we're not just done here because more basketball ridiculous news in the nba the toronto raptors lost to utah the jazz on saturday now toronto outplayed utah in most aspects of the game defense could have done a bit better but here's the stat that's ridiculous the jazz were given 41 free throws the raptors got 14 needless to say head coach nick nurse was not happy just a lot of a lot of calls, man. Every every trip, every every possession was was free throws. Uh, um, do you think it's their aggressiveness that that sort of gets the officials into that mood of blowing the whistle? Do you think? Did they look more aggressive than us to you, Doug? No, they didn't. But no, I, we looked I, twice I, as aggressive to the, as me to them. We were twice. The gusts moving faster, cutting harder, charging in further. We were we were twice the aggressor. Hmm. I love it when they say the name of the reporter. Oh yeah, that's how you know it's getting yep. serious. Yep. But here's where the news comes in. During that game, obviously Nick is a little frustrated with the refs clearly giving the advantage to Utah. There was a free throw that Pascal Siakam could have made to win the game. He missed. And Nick Nurse took off his face mask, threw it on the ground, and swore. For doing that, yeah. he was fined $50,000. Really? Yep. Now, yep. is it more so for the swear or for the face mask off? Because it seems a little the COVID. heavy. COVID. The NBA is crazy, wow. crazy strict with, uh, with the COVID stuff, especially because they're playing right. in different cities in the States. Yeah. Uh, so. There you go, man. I mean, look, even if you don't care about basketball, it's interesting to look at these statistics and how, like, the sport is basically in a tornado of nonsense right now. Yeah, no, Um, this is very... I love it. Yeah, no, because as a non-sports at all, you got me me interested. That's that's really interesting. And I'm I'm, going to name my next cat Oral. Yeah, Oral Roberts. (sighs) Yeah. Yep. I love there that. There you go. Cool. Man, what an unfortunate name. Now, and now um, I'm, I'm wondering about this, too, because I saw this. Maybe you can speak on this. Is, um, yeah. is, this an, is this an issue or is this just a, an internet thing? I saw a NCAA, a female player, showing how, how differently treated mm-hmm. the NCAA Yeah, John the male. Jang talked about this oh, okay. uh, on the Saturday show. Yeah, basically. So, yeah, last year, the women's NCAA team was given one weight bench, and the men's uh, room was given an entire weight room and like when I say a room the size yeah. of a like elementary school gymnasium yeah this year the women were finally given good equipment uh but oh, there okay. you go see what okay. I mean like this yeah. is NCAA horrible organization yeah dang it's ridiculous that's a shame uh, they're all athletes they need to be treated equally in that regard every regard sure. um now moving on from sports here's a story that must have sunshine sparkle pants fuming. Oh, no. Our CKNW Chase producer, major fan of this. Yes, Jason Manalis. I'm not sure if he's seen this. Uh, he loves this, and I'm not talking about Velosters. What else does Jason love? You know, K-pop. Oh, computer oh, no. says no. 
Computer says no. Computer says no. Can I do it on mine? Okay. Try it. Hold we on. don't need. We don't need it. We don't need it. It's well, I can okay. try it. It's, oh no, it's okay. not working. Okay, no, it's not working. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Right. Well, okay. that's okay. okay. It's just a clip of BTS, and honestly, probably oh. most of you don't want to hear it anyway. Anyway, I grabbed a, a, a quick little song clip just to open the story up, and the song has almost a billion views in like a few months, which is oh. kind of ridiculous to me when I think about that. Yeah. Because. Remember when Gangnam Style came out and everybody's like, the first YouTube video to get a billion yeah, views? Yeah, yeah. And now every other K-pop can, song gets a billion views. It's I, crazy. Now, now I just want to mention something when it comes to views. Now, you may know this because you're a really smart guy, Ryan. But um, 30 seconds counts as a spin on YouTube. Yep. So we got to remember that. And also, when you're a teenage uh, boy or girl, person, teenage person, and you love a band, what do you do? You hit play on that thing 15,000 times a day. So these yep. views are way, way, way overinflated. So though impressive, and they are awesome masters of their craft, we just got to keep that in mind that to have a billion views is awesome, but it's probably not really a billion views if you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. their music has reached over a billion people, oh yeah though. for sure that's the un you know the yes. undeniable fact no question and it, this, this music is so loud that even north koreans are getting a win of it and that's where this story is going oh. north of the south korean border what yes south korea's most popular cultural export is undoubtedly k-pop yeah and not everybody's a fan Last weekend, an article published by a North Korean propaganda website no. <laughs> accused K-pop record labels of engaging in slave-like exploitation of hugely successful bands like BTS and Blackpink. The piece on North Korea's Aryong Miari site claimed that K-pop artists were, quote, bound to unbelievably unfair contracts from an early age, detained at their training and treated as slaves after being robbed of their body, mind, and soul by the heads of vicious and corrupt art-related conglomerates. I mean, North Korea does that to literally I'm... every single person in their country. <laughs> right. So you can see the irony in this story. Oh, wow. Now, look. There is some truth in what they're saying in the sense that K-pop contracts and the K-pop lifestyle is ridiculous. Yes. Basically, your entire life is controlled yeah. by your work until you turn like 35 and you're ditched for a younger group. Yeah. It's uh, John Jang has talked about it many times. It's a fascinating industry that has a lot of problems. Well, but I just found the irony in this kind of insane. That totally is. But let's be real, though. It's it's. It's not as blatant, but it's it's the same thing in Europe and here in Canada and the States, too. Like, we do the same thing. We're just not as, as open about it. Like, when you hit a yeah. certain age, you're dumped. If your hair ain't blonde, you're dumped. Like, it, it's very, it's, it's, it may be more militaristic, but it's very, very much like every other music industry in every other country. Exactly. Yeah. So, but K-pop kind of turns it up to a hundred. But yeah. North Korea, look, man, what? you can't be going around accusing people of doing that when you literally do right. that to every single human being right. in your country. Oh, uh, so yeah. there you go. That's why I thought Jason might be a little, little cheesed at that one. <laughs> uh, now, Matt, quick question: Are we? Are computer says yes now? Are we back in action on that front? Uh, yeah. Like, well, let's see. What story do you want to go to okay. next, Ryan? We're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, the one below this one. <laughs> So it's 2021, people, and in, it's been around for like 25 years almost, but it finally happened. What? Planet Earth has a new species of animal. Okay, yes. Okay. 
Bear with me here. Oh, I love it. A professor has named three new species of beetles in Australia after three legendary Pokemon animals. You know, Pokemon monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the legendary Pokemon are birds, bird-type legendary flying ones. There's Articuno, Moltres, and Zapdos. They're all little elemental birds. I know know Zapdos. Yeah. Right? Uh, Well, stay tuned because you're going to like this. According to the Eastern New Mexico University, Dr. Darren Pollock and Yun Hassau collaborated on this big paper to document this crazy beetle. And if you look it up, they are amazing looking creatures. So the full name of each of them, because it's not just Articuno, Moltres, and Zapdos, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it is Binburum Articuno, Binburum Zapdos, and Binburum Moltres. Now, the reason there's three different ones is because all three of these beetles have distinct colors like the actual Pokemon. Whoa! So these two are crazy big fans of the video game, and they wanted to do the naming because of that passion for the game and also because it kind of makes sense. Now, these beetles can't fly, but it almost looks like they have wings. Uh, and they're they're great. Like, it's Australia, right? So obviously oh, the man. animals yeah. are going to look ridiculous. So it's kind of like a super beetle. So, yes, they all have unique colors. The only thing I hope is, you know, Pokemon have really weird cries. You know, they make strange yes. noises. Yes. And, um, well, Zapdos no. has a really, really weird one. Really? And it's it's specifically the one in the television show where it's not so much a uh, a cry. It's more of a scream, but it sounds like it's coming from a constipated man. So would you would you like to hear that? Yes, yes, because yeah, so, I yeah, know what a constipated is, man sounds like. Yeah, I'd like so, to see if it sounds similar. I think we this all is, do. Okay, yeah, so this is this is what I hope this beetle sounds like. Okay. Who's that Pokemon? It's Zapdos! Ah! Oh, was that it at the end? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah! That sounded like it hurt. Yeah, we've all been there, man. We need more pineapple. It's oh. almost like it, it's it, it's almost like it's the end, and you're celebrating. That yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there you go. You know, I'm Some looking cool science news. I'm looking at these beetles, and they are a trip, man. They are really cool yeah. looking. Yeah, yeah, they're really cool. I Check like it that. out. Go yeah. online. Just look up Pokemon Beetle, and I'm sure you'll find it. Uh, and uh, I also invite you to go on a deep dive into the weird sounds that Pokemon make, because uh, it doesn't get much weirder than can you, that. Can you give us an example with your voice really quick? Do you know one off, off, offhand? I just uh, always liked uh, uh, Cloyster is my favorite Pokemon. He's yeah. like a shell Pokemon, and every time he'd come up on the show, he wouldn't you know, have a big, crazy opening. He would just go, Cloyster, like really, really fast like that. <laughs> and it sounds like he's about to just jab you. Just get you. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.